sometimes we need people to say, hey, I like this about you. Hey, I, I think you're pretty cool. And like help you see the things that you can't see in yourself. And that's, that's what Sam is doing right now for, for Marshall. Welcome to The Story Thinker, a Webtoons and Witcher podcast for superfans with scene-by-scene analysis. Featuring sharp co-hosts for a fuller picture, we dive deep into character psychology, relationships, and theories. We'd love it if you could like, subscribe, comment, and rate us on all podcast platforms and social media. For bonus content, you can support The Story Thinker on Patreon. Let's begin. Hi, everyone, and welcome to episodes 171 and 172 of Let's Play, and we are here with Ocean and Laura. Hi. <laughs> and um, both Marshall and Charles Shippers are in a um, are in for a treat, I guess, because we have both of these characters. Each one gets one episode, so it's very even-handed. All right, and the Marshall episode, episode 171, we have Marshall and Sam sitting together. They have consumed their Hawaiian pizza <laughs> and they're talking about Samara's name right which a lot of readers have also gotten confused um Samantha Samara <laughs> and she explains like all the Sam names in the family Samantha Samuel and Samuel Jr. Jay and she talks about um Hannah which I think I'm kind of wondering if Wanji named her Hannah after someone she actually knows that, that was what I thought when I first read it that's a good point. I hadn't even thought about that. I was wondering if she was like trying to get into like maybe Mongi's own personal history um, mm. with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's funny because she says, no, Hannah, it's Hebrew, which, yeah, Hannah, Hain means grace. So it's, I think, some version of grace. And um, yeah. And then she asks him a really pivotal question. She says, is your name really Benjamin Lawson? And why do you go by martial law? And obviously that's a really good question because we've always known that Marshall has this dichotomy, right? He, at least he very strongly feels like there's the, you know, Benjamin and that's the past and the Marshall law is his YouTuber personality. And that's the, well, actually he'll, he'll explain it. (laughs) Do one of you guys want to actually take over that part? Like where he explains himself? Uh, Sure. Yeah. I think I feel like I'm talking a lot. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, so he says first, uh, that's a hard question to answer. And he's like scratching his head, a little uncomfortable. Um, and she said, oh, sorry, should I, should I not have asked? And he said, no, you're good. Marshall is my middle name. And La is obviously my last name shortened. So as to why I did it, I guess there are a lot of different answers. And he's like looking away, not really looking at her. I came up with the persona Marshall Lodge, partly to protect my privacy. Fans can be kind of crazy. And um, I didn't put together until a couple episodes ago when someone in the comic was like isn't that like a police state martial law like right. <laughs> <laughs> that was right I never put that together <laughs> yeah I didn't come up with it myself but I also read it like people had mentioned it earlier I was like oh that's that's funny <laughs> I think that's why isn't that like his uh sheriff's badge because like his star is like a sheriff's star because uh, of martial law I, I think oh, that's what I always assumed <laughs> that makes sense yeah, I never thought of that. That's so funny. <laughs> that makes sense. Um, and he continues, the other reason was because I'm not a fan of Benjamin. He's moody, gloomy, and not really all that fun to be around. He's also a screw-up who has made a lot of bad decisions in life. And he's, like, still looking down and kind of smirking, like, <sighs> looks uncomfortable, sweating. I guess I want to ask, like, before we go on, because this statement that he made is, like, a really pivotal question. And 
sorry statement and I, I want to say like I I did not relate to how how he feels about himself until probably this year so this past year I went through a period where I was like not employed and I was not very proud of my behavior because I instead of like being a productive person and like applying for a lot of jobs and keeping the house clean I was like I barely applied for jobs I mean I did but like I didn't apply to as many as I should have and the house was like so unclean and I was like sleeping a lot I was like really depressed and I finally like didn't like myself it was the first time in my life that I didn't like myself I like hated who I was and like I knew it was temporary I knew it was because I was depressed and like I understood all that but like this was the first time that I related to those feelings so when he said that I was like oh yeah I know what that feels like <laughs> oh man I'm so sorry you went through that no it's that's fine I mean it's part of the human experience but yeah what, what did you guys think when you heard him talk like that about himself I definitely related a lot so I have my knitting page which is what you tagged me in the green vines knitting and everyone always asks me why I don't just have it linked to my regular Instagram page and I feel like I can be a different person with it I'm a lot more confident and I tend to like wear a lot more modest clothing but in my knitting I'm like I like to knit crop tops and do things I wouldn't normally do so I'm a lot more comfortable um with that without my real name attached to it so I feel like I really like understand where he's coming from with this um yeah because nobody really knows me in my personal life except for one person on that page so it feels a lot more freeing and I feel like a not exactly a different person, but I definitely feel more comfortable having that different name attached to my content, I guess. Wow, that's really, that really is like Marshall. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that extra layer to protect your person. Yeah, definitely. And I don't really share that page with anyone I know in my personal life too often, just because I yeah, it is kind of different. I don't really wear the things that I knit that much, like outside of my house. Um, and it's not like I'm embarrassed or anything. I just, I don't know. I'd knit them for me and I like wearing them around my house. So I don't know, you know. Mm -hmm. oh. Yeah, it's interesting. I never, I thought like, okay, this is, I didn't even know you had another, I don't know if you do have another Instagram, but like, I just assumed that was your account. Like, that's it. You know? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah, this Marshall's like um, statement about why he prefers to go by Marshall instead of Benjamin. It sounds it's all, sounds like it's also like a, a coping mechanism for for his depression, and not only to like protect himself from his fans, but like maybe a little bit from himself as well, because he does not think highly of himself. So maybe he just needs a, an escape to escape those thoughts and that like downward spiral a lot you know another th interesting thing was that so the gloomy and moody like I've seen like we've seen him be gloomy and moody in the comic um but the screw up making a bad decisions like we know that at some point like he got arrested for violence right and then it turns out because he was protecting this girl if I recall correctly so I wonder like is that what he's referring to because that doesn't seem like a bad decision to me that seems like a really good decision so I don't know if like we'll be privy to more information about what his bad decisions were or if we're just supposed to like accept that um and just like it'll it just was what it was and we won't know what it was <laughs> but um yeah I mean it's sad to hear him think that way about himself but I think it's healthy to acknowledge that I know my, my friends and I we talk a lot about like we support each other a lot right and sometimes sometimes I feel like um 
I don't know, maybe we oversupport each other. <laughs> like sometimes we need a kick in our pants. Like sometimes like, yeah, you could say, okay, I don't know what Marshall did, but let's say sometimes you're like, yeah, you know, you, maybe you did make a bad decision, but then there's a point where you have to say, okay, you made a bad decision. You felt bad about it. You probably, you, you know, hopefully did something to correct it. And then you have to move on. Like you can't live in the negative feelings of the past because otherwise you'll never, you'll never be able to change. And like, this is a very like Jewish concept of like chuba of repentance, which is like, you, you did something bad and then you have to fix it and then you move on and then you're like a different person. And seeing this, it makes me understand how important it is because you, otherwise if you're stuck in the past forever, you'll never be a better person and you'll never continue to do good in the world. And, you know, at some point you have to like, let that go. Yeah. And I wonder too, if, um, a lot of the negative feelings he has towards himself are things that his father has said to him and Ava has piled on like, yeah, you really disappointed your dad. You did a bad thing. Like you're not being the best version of you. And I feel like that's really like where he's getting this mindset from. Cause a lot of the other comments he says in this um, episode relate to his dad and what his dad feels like, Oh, I'm sorry. I'm crying. Like, just very self-deprecating. Interesting. I think that's a really good point. Um, I guess my only question about that is that if martial law is the personality that he likes, martial law is the YouTuber, which I, from what I understand, his dad is not happy about. So mm-hmm. at, at least part of the martial law is not just, the, you know, it's not just about, his, I think, his father's judgment, but that you're right. That's probably a massive part of that. When he, when he says bad decisions, maybe that's what he means. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought of too. Like the idea of him dropping out of law school um, after it was already paid for and he was almost done and starting a YouTube channel and like feeling like he or being told he's a screw up by his family and feeling like he's a screw up. Mm-hmm. But it's also, it sorry, oh. go ahead. Yeah, it's, it's so interesting because like when we see Marshall, I don't know about you, but like I see Marshall as like a, a happy, confident, like capable, successful person. And it's so interesting because like in, in his eyes or his family's eyes, that's not how they see him. And for so many people, like I'm like, you know, part of my, my family, some parts of my family, because I grew up in a more religious environment, they see me as like a wash. They're like, oh, she became modern. Like she's lost to society now, <laughs> you know? And like in other people, they're like, oh yeah, her Mindy's fantastic. But they're like, Mindy, like, oh my God, she's off the dera, right? She was like, you know, she's not on the right path. And like, you know, she's not doing right, <laughs> but you know, so it's a very different perspective of the same person and, you know, <laughs> favor Marshall. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that just goes to show how important like your self-perception is. Mm. Yeah. All right. Well, shall we, shall we continue? Sure. So Marshall continues. He says, as Marshall, I'm not that guy. When I turn on that camera, I can be someone else. Someone people enjoy and not the disappointment then. And we don't see Marshall in this panel. We see Sam and she's looking really empathetic and like, I don't know, concerned. I thought she was going to go hug him. I was like, I, I was sure she wasn't going to go for a hug. Did you think so? I definitely thought so. <laughs> And then and that's the moment where where I was like, okay, Charles is gonna, is gonna walk in on them, <laughs> and then there's a little trauma triggered. But that didn't happen. <laughs> I think it might happen in the future, though. Good, very well said. Yeah. <laughs> so Marshall continues. If I'm not a fan of Ben, how could I expect others to be? Does that make sense? And Sam 
thinks about it. She's looking away. <laughs> then it's really cute now, them cheeky, little cheeky heads. And Marshall's like, did it say something? And she said, oh, uh, I guess she was thinking about it for a while. That's <laughs> her response. And she was just kind of like lost in thought. <clears throat> and she says, sorry, it's just that I don't agree with you. I think you may be wrong. I mean, not about the persona pr to protect your privacy. That part makes sense. But the part where you don't think people would be a fan of Ben. I've been gaming for most of my life, and one of the reasons I've enjoyed it so much over the years is because it helped me cope when times were rough. I would get so absorbed into the game that I wouldn't notice the pain or sadness I was feeling. Aw, Sam. Yeah. Aww. This is this is also a nice testament to like the power of entertainment. Um, so in some ways, like people might think entertainment, oh, it's just entertainment. It's not like a meaningful part of life. But I I think like people like Sam show that no entertainment can be massively important. Um, yeah, no, I we, I was talking with Ocean a little bit about um, some friend who's going through like personal crisis and like his friend is suicidal and. Um, I'm sure he's definitely watching movies and I, I can I say these movies are, are saving his life I'm pretty sure <laughs> like pretty sure they're helping keeping his mind off like the stuff that's going on in his life and I think I don't think it's un underestimating to say that they're saving his life so they're helping too so yeah you know and I think this is my favorite part of the chapter because I felt like it was either going to be a make or break moment but I think Sam has continuously showed that she can be there for her friends because in the beginning of this comic, it's everyone coming to Sam and helping Sam. Sam's so fragile. And I really love that Sam came together and she's like, mm, no, like I respect it, but I think you're wrong. Like you're great the way you are. And the fact that like everybody follows you for like your authentic self and your reactions, which is really great and heartwarming. Oh, I love this scene. Yes. Um, are either of you familiar with Spring's Basket? Yes. Green it's an anime, yeah, Fruits Basket. Um, it's an anime, and it, it's also a manga. Well, it started as a manga, and then they turned it into an anime, and then they redid it, and the new show is amazing. Anyway, I love it so much. But there's this idea, um, one of the episodes, <clears throat> a character um, was being bullied at school, and to the point where she, like, stopped talking, and she went to go live with her cousins to get away from her home environment because her mom was not helping. She was trying to do her best, but her mom was just making things worse. So she went to go live with her cousins in a different house for a while. She still couldn't talk for a long time. She got a letter from um, one of her teachers at school saying, we miss you, but you know, if you can't learn to love yourself, how do you expect other people to love you? And her cousin was saying like, no, if, if all you can find are things you don't like about yourself, how, how are you supposed to love yourself? How are you supposed to like yourself? I think sometimes we need people to say, hey, I like this about you. Hey, I, I think you're pretty cool. And like help you see the things that you can't see in yourself. And that's that's what Sam is doing right now for, for Marshall. She's like, she goes on to say, I've watched a lot of your videos and I've seen you get caught up in the games you play time and time again. And you see in the background, the emoticon, the depression behind Marshall. And she said like, genuinely excited. And we see the, the depression try to get its hands in Marshall, but it just goes right through his shoulders. Enraptured, even. And I'm having a hard time believing that in those moments, you're pretending to be someone else. And we can see that the depression's power is like fading 
Fred Marshall can't touch him in that in those moments. Um, so that's what this made me think of. It made me think of Fruits Basket and that idea that like sometimes, um, sometimes we get really, really hard on ourselves and we can't see anything that we like about ourselves. And so we need people around us to help point out the things that they like about us. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Especially like if, you know, he has to face, like you said, Ocean, like the negative view that his family is feeding him. So he needs an, another perspective. Yeah. yeah, no, that outside perspective is so important. Finding someone who isn't like related to you, who still loves you and all of your flaws. And I feel like Sam is just such a great person for that. Mm. Yeah, I also love what you said, how this is her helping her friends instead of, and she's not always the receiver, she's also the giver. So mm. important for that give and take relationship. Mm. Mm. Yeah, and I wonder if Marshall feels like he is constantly giving, like to his fans, to his YouTube channel, to maybe his friends, um, maybe to Monica. I don't know. Just like always feels like he's giving, giving, giving. And so when he's getting a little bit of in return, it probably feels so good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think Marshall is definitely someone who puts others ahead of him and ahead of his needs. I mean, that's why he landed up in the hospital, right? Right. And what's also interesting about this is it's not the first time they've had a heart to heart. Um, they just didn't know that they were talking to each other at the time, like during the video game that they were playing together. They also had a really beautiful heart to heart where he opened up about his insecurities. Mm -hmm. So I really love seeing them have this in person. And I don't know, we didn't get there yet, but seeing him cry with her was just. No. Oh, oh my God. You want to read that part? You want to continue motion? Yeah, sure. Okay. And so I think we left off on, and you haven't been losing fans as a result, you've been gaining them. So you might not be a fan of Ben, but I think it's safe to say I am. So sweet. It's yeah. so sweet. And then we see him press his mouth and I wasn't sure what kind of a reaction this was at first, but he's definitely, you know, holding it all in like, Big boys don't cry. <laughs> um, and she gasps and he's choking and we just see a teardrop. Mm. And Sam goes, no, Marshall, don't cry. <laughs> he's like, I can't help it. I'm a complete cry baby. <laughs> oh, I love him so much. <laughs> that was so cute. <laughs> Tropiest trope. I love when men cry. Like my favorite scene in all of movie history is goodwill hunting where will breaks down it's just like i don't know if it's just like a feminine thing or it's just a me thing but like i love it when men cry and it's like when they break down and they're vulnerable oh, oh no i 100% agree it's so cute he goes dang it now i'm embarrassed and he's trying to rub his eyes with all the tears and he goes why do i have to cry so easy and we see her get a little bit like oh maybe i did a bad thing she's like i'm sorry I wasn't trying to make you upset mm. and he's like I'm not upset it's just what you said is probably the nicest thing anyone has said about me for a long time and it choked me up oh so sad that no one has said this to him I know I have to say though Monica has been has said nice things to him so I wonder why it didn't I think that maybe it didn't sink in because he was still putting on an act of her so he never felt completely like safe what do you think 
Definitely. I think that he thought she was complimenting Marsha Law and not Benjamin Lawson. So those kind of compliments just kind of like bounced off of him. And he's just like, yeah, whatever. Everybody loves my persona. Oh, yeah. oh the man needs a hug. <laughs> yes, yes, he does. And so she says, Marshall, do you want to get some fresh air? And he says, yeah. And then we see this big, beautiful full moon and the two of them outside. And he apologizes. He says, sorry for uh, crying, Sam. Oh, I just realized and- the moon is a symbol of rebirth. Oh. oh. Well, whatever comes next, we'll see. <laughs> oh, interesting. Like a new relationship between the two of them? Mm. Or I think Marshall's new identity or his new coming into himself. Yes, yes. <laughs> And he says, sorry for crying, Sam. You were saying something really nice and I let my emotions get the better of me, which is such a sad sentiment. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, she says what we all want to say. I know. You know, it's great. She says, oh, rolls on me. Okay. She says, it's okay. You don't have to apologize. There's nothing wrong with crying. And he says, my dad says it's a sign of weakness and that a real man doesn't cry. And Sam says, my dad says, it takes strength to cry openly in front of others and not care what they think. Um, Good for Mr. Mr. Young, by the way. We're always, like, Mr. Young has, shows us his ridiculous side all the time. Like, he shows us his weaknesses, but this is his strength. It, oh, for sure. that he can do that. For sure. I guess that's why he's so comfortable being so emotional. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah he's totally fine with like mr histrionics <laughs> it's so true every time we see him he's crying i respect the man for it <laughs> somehow mr young crying has not had the same effect on me as marshall crying but okay <laughs> he's vulnerable maybe yeah. <laughs> and he says huh maybe your dad could talk to mine and then he changes the subject and says, hey, could Which, you tell wait, me wait. how? Didn't we, have, we had that theory. I think Sabra had this theory, right? That miss, that their dads were working together or neighbors or the, the, the spy thing, the cameras. <laughs> so maybe uh, maybe they already are talking. Oh, I would love that. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I necessarily think that theory is, I'm like, well, it could be. I don't know if I think it's more plausible, but it's possible. <laughs> Hmm. I think if Mrs. Young found out, she would put a stop to that so quickly. Um, But he says, hey, could you tell me how you knew I was Dion or Dion? I'm not sure. Dionysus or Dion, I guess. Um, She says, oh, that, it was easy. And she's answering um, (laughs) everything we were wondering. It's like a fourth wall break. It's so good. I know it cracks me up so she goes back in episode three you said you used to play world of warcraft your martial badge logo for your youtube channel and the symbol on dion's tome were both six pointed stars both you and dion say huzzah when you celebrate and dion's avatar traits look a lot like you before you cut your hair <laughs> and we have this really funny moment he goes really you figured it out from just that and she goes mm, <laughs> i'm just joking <laughs> That's Moggy. That's Moggy's face and Sam's face right now. Got you. 
I love it. She goes, when you traded me the dragon card in game, the message included your real ID and it was Benjamin Lawson. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> that was really, really funny. All the debates, all the debates just came down to this. <laughs> she got me at first. I was like, were we supposed to pick up on all those clues? <laughs> <laughs> and she says i know it was hilarious she got me um and then she says things fell into place after that thanks again for the dragon card gift by the way i loved it and she gives him a little nudge he blushes yeah and she says i hope you're there with me when it hatches i want you to see it too by the way, on the topic of Marshall and Benjamin, do you want for me to continue to call you Marshall, or would you prefer I call you Benjamin? I'm fine with either. I just want you to be sure you're comfortable. Okay, and- before we continue to the name thing, um, do you want to talk about the the heel lift? Ooh. What do you have to say about it? I'm so curious. <laughs> okay, so I'm I'm assuming that this is a reference to um, Princess Princess Diaries. Oh. right that is right is that, is that the movie where she's like oh when you kiss your true love it will pop up I, that's what i thought is that do you, do you guys think that's what it's referring to oh I'm, it could be i thought she was just stepping forward so she could lean against the balcony i don't know i don't know if we needed a hole to see her foot you know like that's not like so important if it was just that <laughs> true I think it's it's a little it's a little nod to the to the charm ship not the charm ship the uh, smash shippers. I think it's something for us to get excited about. She didn't lift it all the way, but she's starting to lift it. <laughs> yes, these little blushes. So it's just little pieces. And with the nudge, some flirtatious energy happening. Yeah, I mean, I think on her end, it's it, like I think it, they're definitely at the friendship level here, but their friendship is getting closer, and we all know you know friendships can go move beyond that obviously so <laughs> they do say the best relationships start as friendships yeah <laughs> um so he thinks about it for a second and he goes i think i like for you to call me Kenji." so cute <laughs> yeah. i think do you guys think it's a whole new name like I, that no one else called him benji before doesn't Eva call him Benji? Oh, yeah. Thanks. <laughs> I think that's <laughs> right. I forgot. <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm actually, now that she put the full moon there again, I'm pretty sure she's using the moon as a, as a symbol of rebirth. So yeah, I think, yeah, I think it's great. I think Marshall is going to finally become whole. <laughs> that's lovely. I'm so excited. That is so cute. I like through my phone and dramatically was like oh my god no he wants her to call him Benji that is so cute it's very sweet because that's like a very like uh, a term of endearment for him people who are like really comfortable with him or he's really comfortable with them maybe yeah Mm -hmm. it's good it's good for him it means that he's like coming into himself more being more comfortable with himself feeling more authentic oh good for him well i know that we have limited time so i guess let's just go straight on to the next episode (laughs) all right 172 we are in charles land (laughs) 
the last it reviews quickly the last time they were in a car together and they talked about having dinner together and we open up with um do I do either of you want to want to go through the panels by the way whatever you guys want um, no, okay yes I will so okay. uh it is a flashback we continue and it is uh Charles's house in Wales and we see him with cute little glasses and he is hearing some sexy noises and he's like what and he starts to get vertigo yeah you already even in the first panel you see the edges are blurred so his vision's already right. kind of going there yeah yeah mm -hmm. um and this is like in broad daylight so i guess gwen wasn't expecting him to be home so soon uh yeah so sad so we see the door handle which looks like a boob uh, <laughs> oh my gosh i never thought of that, that was, that's probably a good premonition <laughs> <laughs> we hear some or you hear some more sexy noises continue and he's like really uh, apprehensive about opening the door but he grabs the door handle and opens the door and then uh his wife and whoever that is is that supposed to be his friend was that yeah. his friend yeah they both it looks, like, it looks like um charles uh new marshall's friend dean no oh kind of no, I don't no. think it is. I just think it's happenstance, but it, uh -huh. that's who I thought of right away. Hmm. <laughs> they are caught in the act. Gwen is wearing some lingerie and his friend looks clearly pretty nude. And then it's just a close-up panel of Charles's like horrified face. And wait, something about his wife. And that his wife is. Yeah, I wasn't sure. Is, really? is she supposed to be pregnant? Yeah, I think it's I think it's pretty clear she's pregnant, yeah. So that Which made is... me wonder too, when Charles had that dream or I guess nightmare of Sam being pregnant, I wonder if he was reliving this moment with Gwen. Yep. So does this mean I don't know. I, I feel like she could be pregnant, she could not be. Like it could go either way. <laughs> I mean it maybe because she has like that line on her belly and it's like a little bit rounded but on the other hand it could be that she's just arched forward and that could just be her belly <laughs> but she looks really pregnant, like a pregnant belly could be if she is pregnant does charles have a kid or is this uh, a kid she had from this affair yeah i saw someone posted on facebook she did a poll and it was like 96 percent of people thought that it was not his kid but that it was the affairs kid um but i'm curious I, you know at first like when i commented this morning i was like yeah no way it's his kid because i thought to myself like okay if it's his kid then well obviously the fact that he's not in england and presumably the, the ex-wife is still in england admit that he left the child which people do so i'm not going to say like um whatever people do leave their children so like that but um that, that wouldn't make charles a very good person in my opinion if he left his kid but um that's why i thought that it wouldn't be but and i also thought like i was like well the story is like to include like the child in the met mix is like a another whole direction for the story to go in and at first i thought like man no Monty, Monty's not gonna do that like this is the romance and like i don't think it's gonna go that direction but then i thought about it, i'm like you know what maybe if he really did have a kid right it is his kid and and he left him in England it could be that like a, and 
a big part of his journey is like right now he's avoiding his trauma and avoiding his child who reminds him of his trauma and it could be that a part of him his journey will be to go back and to like acknowledge his child and take responsibility and go back um, into the situation even though it hurt him and to make peace with it so I don't know if if it is or isn't but I thought you know it's it could be a, a direction the story takes what do you guys think I think that would definitely be an interesting turn if Charles ends up having or ends up being a father and it just turns out this whole time we had no idea um my first impression was definitely that the baby was not his and that was part of his trauma and his trust issues because I mean imagine taking care of someone who's been cheating on you for long enough that you think you're having a child with that person um your trust issues would be unbelievable and it would make a lot of sense why he doesn't want to have a serious relationship with other women at the moment yeah it's also someone mentioned it like um i think it was on a facebook group she said you he would also have to grieve the child that he thought he was having suddenly it's like no i'm not having a child it's a big thing oh yeah yeah another layer of loss yeah yeah wow we Gwen seems like a really sucky person. <laughs> Try not to judge people, but Gwen's not high on my list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> in their own house, too. I don't know. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah. that's not nice. So clearly this is a nightmare. And he's sweating in that close-up panel. And then we see in the next panel, Charles wakes up and he's like full body sweat, gasping, jumps out of bed or jumps up into a sitting position, rubs his head. Aw. <laughs> I hate waking up with a headache. Hmm. And it seems like this like really, he was probably super tense in his sleep and woke up with a headache. Aw. He turns in and looks at his phone. It's still the pink phone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, makes us laugh. <clears throat> so then we continue on and it switches to Sam's apartment and she's watching some video game journals of <laughs> um, talking about uh, different games. Um, I'm not a huge gamer, but my husband it follows a lot of different video game journalism youtube channels and, and news and stuff so uh this like chatter in the background <laughs> sounds very familiar to me <laughs> the last fantasy 2 is getting remastered again why the least popular release of the franchise is getting yet another remaster is beyond us <laughs> i feel like monkey's putting in her own personal opinion uh i don't know exactly <laughs> what game this is last fantasy i guess it's final fantasy final fantasy yeah <laughs> I'm assuming Mongi is giving us her opinion here. <laughs> I love these musical bouncers. Oh, sorry, what? I just love these fourth world breaks. I think that's what Mongi really excels at, and they're so funny. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We have a sweet little Bowser on the couch, just snoring away, and then Sam's phone chimes. It is 11:07 p.m., and she sends a text this late, and she looks it up. That's unusual, and we see Samara are you still awake it's can I can I interrupt for a second 
Um, yeah. That time for me has always been like a massive issue because I always go to sleep way too late. And now that I'm old, <laughs> I, I can't sleep as late as I used to. But like, if I had been asleep at 11.07 long enough to have a nightmare, I would be so blessed. <laughs> There's no way I'm <laughs> sleeping before 11.07. <laughs> I was thinking that too. Charles went to bed really early. <laughs> Good for him. Oh my God. I wish I was like that. <laughs> oh my gosh. This is like crazy. It's amazing that I'm awake right now because nine o'clock is usually my bedtime. Oh well. <laughs> Imagine going to bed at 11 and being productive the next day. But do you wake up early? Uh, yeah. So I wake up at six. Okay. Well, so, yeah. I'm, I'm impressed. I'm uh, very much a night person. Used to be like um, farm person, love mornings. Nice. <laughs> so um, Sam gets worried. She's like, Charles, it's really unlike him to message this late. I hope he's okay. She's packing away. Yeah, I'm still awake. Did you need something? Yes, I need you. Oh, I'm so happy that Charles was able to say that. And like, I know she interprets it in like a physical way, but I'm pretty sure Charles did not mean it that way when he sent that message. And I am so proud of Charles for being able to articulate his needs. It's not easy to say, I need you. I'm vulnerable. I'm, I'm scared. I'm lost. I'm lonely. I'm sad, whatever. And I don't know exactly what he will say when he does talk, which I hope he does. But like, even just to say, I need you is it's tumbling. That's what he didn't want. He didn't want to need someone, but he's, he's doing it. I don't know. I, I feel like, uh, I don't know that Charles reached out to her with the intention of being open and vulnerable. I, my impression was that he, uh, just wanted a booty call so that he could get over the nightmare and just move on with his life. <laughs> kind oh, of really? like, like I, that's what, that was my impression. And then when he came over and he just kind of slumped on her, then he realized like, Oh, he actually does just need some comfort. But I, my impression was that he was trying to be seductive, that he was trying to put on that, um, I don't I don't want to say persona, he was like trying to lead it that way because that's what he thought he needed. Oh, okay, Ocean, what did you think? So that's what I thought at first with the whole booty call thing, but when he came over with his hair messy, I was like, oh, that's not like business playboy Charles, that's the real vulnerable Charles. And then I was like, damn, Sam does not know this yet. She has showered. She's making an effort. This is going to be a really fun episode. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know if like when he said, I don't know if he was necessarily planning on being like having a talk with her. I just feel like he was, he needed someone emotionally. And like, whether it was just he was going to come over and just like sit there and like just feel sad or like just to feel less lonely with her around. Um, but yeah, I, I didn't think he was doing the booty call thing, but honestly, like, I don't know. Uh, well, no, <laughs> I, I could totally see it both ways now. Yeah, no, now that we've read the full episode, um, I don't think it was a booty call thing. I just don't think he worded that very well. <laughs> if someone said that to me, I'd be like, okay, that's a booty call, but. <laughs> <laughs> you see, I, 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 if someone said that to me, I'd be like, oh, he needs my emotional support. <laughs> But that's because how I think, right? Like, like clearly that's where my skills lie, right? <laughs> but Sam takes it in a sexual sense. She blushes. And the next text from him is, may I come over? She says, yeah, of course. And he says, I'll be there in 20 minutes. 
So then she has uh, a memory pop up. Has he used you for a booty call yet? And she lowers her phone. And then we see a flashback to when she's talking to Monica. Of course it's Monica. <laughs> the knower of all things sexual. Uh -huh. Yeah. Sam's just so innocent. Sweet little Sam. Even if you've never had a booty call before, how does she not know what a booty call is? Right. <laughs> <laughs> so... Monica explains, basically, he calls her sex to late at night just to hook up for sex. Oh, then no, he hasn't. Is it bad if he does? And Monica's like, bad? Well, no, not if you want to be too. She <laughs> and this next panel is so cute. <laughs> Sam's little face. Hmm, I do want the booty too. <laughs> She's adorable. She's so cute. Yeah, and once again, like this. Monica has this very healthy view of sexuality like <clears throat> she's not a prude she's like if you want it you want it and like if you don't want it then okay you can I don't know whatever she probably would have sent them a healthy message afterwards but it's fantastic it's just very affirming mm -hmm. I love Sam's little bounce going to take a shower <laughs> yes <laughs> she is excited <laughs> know the feeling <laughs> And we see Charles come down the hallway, tap, tap, and wing. Um, and we see his phone. She's responding to him. Okay, I'm going to take a shower. The door's unlocked. Come in when you get here. He grabs the door handle. And he has a moment of, like, um, what's the word? Like, a, a flashback, I guess, to his dream. He starts to get that vertigo again when he grabs the door handle. Aww. And he shakes himself. He opens the door very steadily. And there's sweet Bowser. <laughs> so excited. So happy. Uh -huh. <laughs> so cute. Oh, and then when Charles sees him, his little breath out is a little heart. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It happens all over though. Like at first I thought it was significant, but then I realized like literally any time every character lets a breath out, it's a heart. So I'm not sure if it's uh, if we can read meaning into that. <laughs> I think it's cute. <laughs> he relaxes. Yeah. Oh. You know, he gets that unconditional love from Bowser. <laughs> I guess you want to do the rest, um, Ocean? Um, sure. So Sam is out of the shower, blushing, and in a towel, has, no less. Yeah, <laughs> tell she feels comfortable around him. Oh, I know. I can't believe she left the door unlocked. Oh, wouldn't be me, but <laughs> <laughs> I I can, but okay. <laughs> if I should admit that in public, but yeah. <laughs> um. So she hears from the other room. You need to be a better guard dog, little chap. When your mom leaves the door unlocked, he needs to be on high alert so you can properly protect her. He's giving him little scratches. And Sam comes out in her towel and she says, hey, Charles, just give me a minute. I'm going to get changed real quick. Um, help yourself to anything in the kitchen. And then we still see that new moon, the big full moon. Oh, and going along... Mindy, with what you were saying in the last episode, like this big full moon, presumably, presumably this is the same night that she had to talk with Marshall. 
and he had like this hopefully reverse revelation so maybe it's the same idea for charles now mm. a form of rebirth opening up and being vulnerable with sam hope so yeah except i have to say like i mean i i think plot wise he's not going to have his big healing moment just yet i mean i think a lot of us think he'll go away she'll develop a relationship with marshall but yeah but i don't know maybe sure, who knows? maybe we're all wrong because like we're all speculating on that maybe we're all wrong <laughs> i think it's gonna take a lot longer than like a couple of talks to get through that trauma that he's dealt yeah. with i think it's gonna be a very hard time for him and i don't think he's actually gonna be able to have a relationship at least trying to heal from that mm, yeah i think drama wise he needs a bigger event like yeah i agree besides what like let's say even if he goes, he goes to therapy for three months right if he stays in the same place and him and sam's relationship develops it's just not it doesn't like pack a punch in the story you know so um i think it would be more dramatic if he went away that's why I'll, another reason i think it will happen yeah, no, I can definitely see that. That's kind of what I'm counting on in the story right now. I jump ships. I'm on the smash ship. <laughs> I'm a traitor. <laughs> right. I'm not in line with either at this point. So, yeah. Marshall grew in my heart. <laughs> <laughs> so we see Sam in her room trying to figure out what she wants to wear. And she says, I was kind of hoping Charles would follow me in here, but I guess he's respecting my privacy. I suppose I should have been up front. Also very relatable, right? Where yeah. she's like, yeah. she wanted something, but she didn't say it. Would she have said it? Like, <laughs> they're like hoping for that attention. Don't blame her. <laughs> but she gets what she wants. Um, he comes in and he looks very serious and they're thinking very different things. Um, she's blushing and they're looking at each other. And I'm guessing it's her heart going. It could be his too. And she says, it's amazing how fast you can make my heart beat. And she gets ready for a kiss. And he goes in for the cuddles. She says, Charles, what happened? Are you okay? And gives him a little hug. Ah, Yeah, definitely Charles being vulnerable. You can see even like his face when he's looking down at her. It looks so sad. It's such a sad Mm. face. But I I love the 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 different expectations, right? Like she's like expecting a kiss, and then he just slumps down on her. Oh, so depressed. Also, I'm really happy how like quickly she shifts gears. She's like, "Are you okay? Like, what happens? Like, let's talk about this. Like, oh, good on Sam." Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, she's a she's a great person, very compassionate and caring and gentle. Oh, Charles chose the right person to come to. Yeah, I, I could definitely see. not see Miss What? Sorry, go ahead. I was gonna I was just gonna say I could definitely not see Miss Rose. Or what what's her name? Is that who Charles hooks up with usually Miss Rose or something like that? Um oh, I could not see her. Yes, yes. I could not see her being this compassionate. I could see her being like, I'm gonna go now. <laughs> <laughs> <Aww>. <clears throat> I'm so happy that Charles is finally at that stage where I don't know what's going to happen next. I don't know how open he'll be or if he'll be open at all. But even this, the the level of being able to be this vulnerable is is a big step. And I'm so happy. And I hope it, I hope it continues. 
my heart. I'm super excited for the next episode. I am expecting some really great dialogue between the two of them, or at least some cuddles. I know. I really hope so. I'd love to see some breakdown. Just a little bit, a little bit of sharing, a little bit of vulnerability, a little bit of showing his sadness, something. Yeah. I mean, it's very possible that he'll just be like, oh, nothing, or like, I don't want to talk about it, and then they have sex. It's very possible. Because I, I don't know if he's there, but I really hope he does. Yeah. You look so defeated. Aw, sweet girl. Yeah. Oh, now that you said that, I'm really scared he's just going to like go back to default and like, I don't know, like try to shift gears as if like that's not what he was going for and like try to kiss her neck or something. That would make me actually really disappointed. Mm, yeah it is it is realistic though i think you know a lot of people take one step forward two steps backwards yeah for sure we see that a lot in midnight poppy land <laughs> yeah <laughs> yep that's that's human beings right like we we as the readers know what they should be doing but <laughs> harder for them to do it <laughs> yeah so laura I know you have to go, Laura, so I guess we um we have final things to, to wrap up. Yeah. Well, I don't have anything else to say. It's <laughs> just super sweet, cute episodes. Lots of good stuff. Yeah, I'm excited. Excited for the next. Good. Both of these episodes were great. Two emotional breakdowns from two different men. <laughs> perfect. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Could not have been more perfect. That worked out so well that we did these two episodes together. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yep all right well thank you so much laura and ocean it was fantastic lovely as always yes thank you thank yep, you thanks so much have a good night thank you so much to my current patrons Susie, lady libris lily jenny molly veronica emily joe rochelle saucy toggles and rose alexa misty joanne Emilda, esther i'm watching you people emily jean jen aaron k lily beckett duranda christine sadie kelly Teresa, mrs gasaldo tatiana louisa rachel and cc moon your support is truly appreciated